sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Am I the only one who thinks this is totally insane? Rob, we're fighting theological injustice here. They're not using just weights and measures. He said we have 50 listeners. I think he's being generous. Read your Bible is interpreted by experts. Rob, are you as shocked as I am? It's nonsense. If you've given any money to this, you need to complain. You ask for your money back. I don't know about you, but I find this annoying. What up? And shalom. Welcome to the Robin Caleb Show. My name is Caleb Hag. With me, as always, Rob Van Hoff. What up, Rob? How's it going, brother? Shalom, shalom. Yeah. God is good. God is and, good. All and the like time. I was just reading in Romans, Romans 2, 4, he says, don't you know that it's the goodness of God that leads you to repentance? Mm-hmm. Important lesson for us there. That's right. That our that the exposure of sin in our life by God's word through the Holy Spirit mm. and our confession and restoration him. Yeah. That's that's God's goodness. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> no he doubt. wants he he wants he wants uh he wants repentance. That's his desire. Do you remember a couple of months ago when we were talking about like spiritual warfare and like how we really felt spiritual warfare, you know, going on and we were like yeah. in the midst of it? Yeah. I feel like it's been like that again. In the past, maybe week, week and a half. Me too, man. Oh, yeah. Last week was crazy, particularly. But I, <laughs> you know, oh uh, man, it's not just like it's not just one thing either. It's like a snowball effect of things. It's just like, what is going on? All right, uh, let's say hello to everybody. What up and shalom to everybody in the chat room. It's good to see everybody. It looks like we got a good group going in there. Um, I'm not sure if Dennis is still not getting. No, he's got it. I, he's I got it. Saw. Okay, Dennis has got sound. So good. What up and shalom to you. Um, and what up and shalom to everybody on YouTube, everybody on Vimeo. That's right. We're on Vimeo now. That's right. I got to look at the camera more often. Hey. <laughs> I gotta, uh, I, I, I'm not used I, to this. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't be looking at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Start performing. Uh, okay. So, hey, it looks like our soundboard's working. We finally got all of our sound worked out. Yay. I'm so happy about that. What a blessing. It took forever. Now, there is still some some problems. However, I will tell you this, uh, it cost me $0, $0 it took to get the rat's nest hookup that I got going on here on my desk. I brought in another computer. I have two soundboards on my, on my desk now. It's, it's all over the place, but it was free because I had all the equipment that I needed and everyone, and I mean everyone that I called the apples, the Mac guys. You know, I called Behringer, I called B&H Pro Audio. All of them said $1,400 or more to do, what, to do what I'm doing. So, uh, And you, you decided, hey, I, I'd rather not go that route. I'd rather do it for free. <laughs> I, I decided life hack. Here we go. <laughs> Here you go. Um, so away. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, you can watch this full episode, by the way, on uh, on our Vimeo page. You can sh- Vimeo. And, and you'll what? be able to see all of the clips, all the short little clips that I decided to give to our audience uh, on my YouTube page. 
And so I should tell you that uh, the Robin Caleb Show is brought to you by TorahResource.com. You can find all sorts of great articles and uh, uh, resources, videos, everything on TorahResource.com. And yeah, our uh, our radio programming is brought to you by Gary Springer. He's at our programming desk. And at our website slash uh, chat room desk is Mark Randall. Hi, Mark. Thank you. Mr. For, Mark. Thank you for doing all that you do. We really appreciate it. There's a lot of stuff that actually goes into producing this show. It's not just robbing me talking into mics. And uh, so we're happy for everyone. There's actually more know-how behind the scenes than there is on the, the microphones. <laughs> <laughs> no There's doubt. more know-how behind the uh, scenes than on the scene. Oh, no doubt. Uh, so <laughs> a lot I, of the stuff is over my head. I know that. <laughs> uh, I got. Uh, I got. So my soundboard now used to be over here. Now it's over here. So if, on the video, if you keep seeing me go over this way, it's because I. And I'm. Oh, by the way, I'm redoing our soundboard. So I have. I took out about half of our sound clips. So I, I made room for new sound clips, and I got a couple new ones today too. Okay. Let's uh, let's see here. Which way to go? Which way to go? I guess let's uh, let's go to Rob's Gematria, right? Um, hang on, just a sec. Wait, let me find it. Got it. Here we go. It's Rob's Gematria. Welcome to show number one fourteen. Yes, one fourteen. This is Robin Caleb show number 114, and of course we have to look at uh, the gematria of the number 114. Where would we be without that? One really important uh, word in Hebrew that adds up to 114 is Gamaliel. Yes, yes, the teacher of Paul. Ah, yes. Known in later rabbinic tradition as Rabban Gamaliel Hazakain. And spoken of in the book of Acts. Yeah. Gamaliel in Hebrew, uh, Gimel, Mem, Lamed, uh, Yod, Aleph, Lamed, adds up to, yes, 114. So this show is brought to you by the letter, or, or by, the, <laughs> by the name Gamaliel. Not only that, Melamed, teacher, teaches, Ooh, one, yeah, one teaching. Yeah. Melamed, Mem, Lamed, Mem, Dalet, adds up to 114. But that's not all. Oh. Eliyah, Eliyah Hanavi. Yeah. El, not Eliyahu. Sometimes Eliyahu is called Eliyah in the Bible. Eliyah Hanavi. So Elijah the prophet yes. adds up. I, I, we're in like really good company today, Caleb. Maybe the spiritual warfare is lifting now. It's lifting, and and it's this. <laughs> it's the number one fourteen. It's a prophetic word, maybe. Here's a, here's another one, and I'm thinking fruitfulness. Dagim, dagim, fish, uh, fish, fi, fish, fishes, yes. fishes. Yes, twice. Multi, the multitude of fishes. Yeah. Yes. So. Truly you, I, fishes. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you too much where to go with this. Yeah, well, make I'm your own. Make, you. make your own implications. I'm just giving you the facts. That's right. Like this has been a, a Rob's Gematria moment. <laughs> are we done? Are we done with the? Are we that's done with it? it? There's a couple. Right, let's, of, well, that's good. let's call we, it. Good. We'll 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 wrap it up. You're a legend in your own mind. Your mom goes to college. I think that view is headed for a deep mischief. Okay, so let's move on. Shout out to Iconoclast, who's like typing the Hebrew yeah, uh, words in Show the off. chat room. Show Give off. <laughs> right on. Hey, good good on you, the Iconoclast. 
Yeah, that guy. That's my attempt at some foreign language. That, that, uh, that guy does way too good at uh, foreign languages. He just smoked me in in uh, Greek, and uh, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing for me to have him in the same Greek class. Uh, but I mean, shout out to him for for being so good at different languages. <clears throat> guy takes one year, and all of a sudden, it's like he's fluent. It's annoying. <laughs> I'm playing. I love you. I love you, Andre. Hashem, we need more. more yeah, we people. need more good good bring scholars it on, out bring there. Bring it on. Let, let, let the iron sharpen the iron. Okay, speaking of iron sharpening iron, here we go. Shaping Ladies and up. gentlemen, I, I can admit when I'm wrong, okay? And I have made a mistake. <laughs> That's right. I am not above saying that uh, I apologize. I'm not above saying that I was wrong. And I certainly was wrong. Last week, we talked about a video, okay? This video, uh, in the video, we said that uh, this, this uh, Orthodox Jewish rabbi, Hanuk, and, uh, and another person who we said was Pete Rambo, uh, discussed uh, basically this new project that they have. The new project is called United to Restore. We were, I was, I should, I'm not putting this on Rob. I was incorrect. That was not Pete Rambo in that video. Okay. That was somebody else. And the person's name in the video was Ken Rank. So Ken Rank and Hanuk were in that video. Now I completely uh, understand why Pete Rambo would be upset to be misidentified. Okay. And it's, and are we saying it's Hanuk? Does he want, did he say it? Something about the way we're saying his name. Well, in the in the video, okay. So I put posted a video of that clip on uh, on YouTube, and uh, basically he wrote a response to that. Okay, in that clip, I say, uh, "Is it Hanuk? Hanok? I don't know. How do you say that?" And you say, "Well, it's Enoch. You know, it's it's the Hebrew yeah, yeah. Enoch. Hanok. Hanok. Okay." So, uh, and of course, in this, in his response, he, uh, well, actually, let's just go to his response. So, uh, it's Hanok Young. Yeah, Hanok so the, Young. Yes. The name Young is really Jewish sounding, but Hanok, not so much. Okay, so <laughs> now uh, Pete Rambo responds to somebody sent him the clip, okay? And uh, so he responds to the blog post called Who Dares Wins. Now, this, this uh, title is. Sounds very odd, and uh, it is a little bit odd in, well, it's just a little bit odd, but it actually comes, he explains why he named it this, okay? I'm going to read this, and um, here we go. Colonel David Sterling, founder of the British SAS, pioneered the modern military understanding and employment of special forces personnel. His mix of highly trained, very small units operated audaciously in an unconventional manner led to very high success rates in facing off the Germans in World War II. Sterling is credited with the SAS motto, who dares wins. Now, I obviously am not, I've never served in the military, okay? I, uh, yeah, I, I have no military background. Uh, I have friends who have been in the military, but that's about the extent. I don't know these, you know, I don't know little sayings. I don't know anything like that. So if I sound ignorant on all this, it's because I am. And uh, I fully admit that, okay? So he goes on. He says, well, readers, lately I and others near me have taken flack from a couple quarters for being willing to associate myself, ourselves, with individuals some would regard as the enemy. Now, first of all, first of all, this is actually a misinterpretation here. I never called Hanok the enemy. I never said he was an enemy. I've never called the Jewish people the, oh, never. the enemy. 
Um, my father's Jewish. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't, uh, the Jewish people are not the enemy. Was he say, did he make that comment just generally or did he point you out specifically? Okay, well, let's keep going. So oh. as a note of reassurance and as a warning that there will be rock throwers on this journey, I want to tell you who dares wins. Another and more dear way to say this is Rangers lead the way. Christendom has a long history of throwing Judah under the bus and trying to force them to minimally uh, to minimally see things our way or worse, convert to Christianity, leaving the antiquated Torah behind. Now, interestingly, of course, instantly he uh, shows his, his hands on... I think if he's a ranger, he needs some new maps. <laughs> What's he's, that? He's using old maps for the territory. Well, there's, there's new maps. He doesn't have to be thinking in these terms. Uh <laughs> But, anyway, but okay, but the point is, is that instantly he brings in uh, his two house theology. So we know that, and Pete Rambo is a uh, faulty map number one. I would say that he's he holds the two house theology. Okay, um, and if if I'm wrong on that, he can correct me. However, I believe his statement. And right as here, we know, Caleb will apologize if if need be. I will. Okay. Uh, Okay, so um, yes, and somebody in the chat room says he's actually a uh, good guy. I'm. I have once again. This is not a claim against any any person. I I don't know why people think that I'm attacking. You know, he thinks that I attack Hanok. Uh, no, I attack theology here, and of course he's been very offended by this. And okay, maybe maybe he has some right. Okay, so he goes on. Even today, there are many in the messianic uh, messianic that haven't figured out the 1800 plus years of failed Christian missions to the Jews has not produced good fruit. I would say that's debatable, but anyway, um, okay. And the right, I mean, the reason why is because we do have Jewish believers, right? In every generation, in every generation, God now, is faithful, and yeah, and, not and not only that, but it's prophesied that the Jews will will reject the Messiah. That's it's about the faithfulness of God. It's not about how effective. It's not about changing our model, uh, our model of sharing the the fact of the gospel that Yeshua died and rose again. You know, offering himself as a, a, a offering for sin, for his pain for the sin of his people, and he is judge of the living and the dead, and repent. <laughs> you know, he's king. Okay, so so, but let's get let's go on because he's now we we weren't able to play our clips last week of what we were talking about. Okay, uh, so all this is going to be come, come into a little bit more clear view here in a, in a few minutes. Uh, but he, he goes on, maybe just maybe it is time to rethink our approach and for acting on the conviction, I, we dodge eggs and rocks. Okay. So now he's going to get to some of what, uh, some of, uh, basically addressing us or so me, we're me, we we're throwing eggs and rocks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It. And that's fine. One, okay, so he says, one of the recent egg throwing episodes was shared with me this morning. And honestly, my reaction was to laugh considering the host of one show had only to Google Pete Rambo and have my name come up as the top five hits. It is instructive to note that the, uh, that the prefers that, Oh, I'm sorry that he prefers throwing stones to doing simple research. Okay. Uh, and he, well, I'll, I'll read the next sentence. He gives himself away in the first 20 seconds of this clip as not having simply read the bio on the blog, the number one hit on Google. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, first of all, I don't care. Who, who, like the theology is what matters. I don't yeah. care about your background as a military 
you know, leader, and all, which is great. I think that's great. Uh, I I applaud Pete Rambo for serving in the military. I think that is. Uh, I think that it's is honorable, honorable and for it's sure. Courageous. It's and... great. Yeah, all these things. I think it's great, and and I applaud him for that. Uh, however, we're talking about theology here. You know, he we're talking got, about telling people how to think of the Bible and how to think of the world, okay. and this is where we care. <laughs> he keeps he keeps talking about his friends too, and we'll get to that in a few minutes. And uh, so, Hanok being one of them. Okay, um, but this is a misnomer that the that the background of a person and or the uh, you know uh, the friends that you know someone being a friend would change the theology issues. It doesn't matter to me. Now, granted, maybe I should have gone and read the bio first. Maybe that's true, just to get a sense of who Pete Rambo was. However, the point still stands. Just because you were in the military, just because you know you have these different experiences, doesn't make your theology right. Now, I'm not saying one way or the other at this point. I'm just saying that you know the idea that um, you know I said I don't know if he was in the military, but with a name like Rambo, I sure hope he was. Okay, he's getting down on me for not going and reading his About Me page. Fair enough. Uh, but I, I still don't think this has anything to do. Any- this is qui- qui- a noted, we'll make the correction, and now let's get to the meat, basically. Yeah, well, right? I mean, he, that's your point. And that's my point, and he never does, in the, he never does address the theological uh, uh, errors Just, right. okay. within, okay. within, uh, that we brought up. Okay. So it was, there was a personal kind of... Uh, like he said, he, he there was a personal issues that he wanted to address, but apparently nothing theologically stuck worth that he wanted to comment on. Okay, so yeah, well, now he he now this is where it gets interesting because he decided that he would comment. He he posted his blog post in the comment section on our YouTube page, which is great. I normally I delete links, however, I didn't delete this link. I think that uh, this is important for people to see, and I uh, and I was happy to leave that link up. Um, okay, so uh, Mr. Rambo then uh, goes to the YouTube page and he makes we have a dialogue back and forth, and this is this is I think the most interesting and probably telling part of the uh, of of what's going on here. Um, so Mr. Rambo says, "Well, uh, now there was some before this. We went back and forth a little bit. He asked to see. He said, please, you know, I said you haven't uh, you haven't brought you haven't answered any of the theological objections.'" He comes back and he says, well, g- give me a, a, a clip for context. Show me a clip for context. Fair enough. So I post a link. Uh, he says, well, I'm not the guy in that clip with Hanok. And Hanok refers to Ken by name right before Ken makes the remarks you so enjoyed. Caleb, I really am surprised at the careless handling of this. So eager to throw someone under the bus that you did very little research and even less considering that maybe you don't have all the answers. The person speaking to Hanok is founder of United to Restore Ken Rank. He gives a link, which I also have left on the uh, on the website. He is also a good friend of mine and a solid brother that you would do well to have a discussion with. You may not see eye to eye on some matters, but he is hardly worth shooting, especially through a proxy. I would kindly request that you a a, do better research. B, consider that maybe you don't have it all figured out. And C, quit th- sowing discord about uh, about and among brethren genuinely trying to build bridges and reach out. If you desire to discuss the matter as men and as brothers, I'm happy to oblige. But drive-by shootings 
are not my style. Genuinely, shalom. Okay, I write back and I say, I have absolutely no problem openly saying that the person in the clip was not you, that I was mistaken, and taking back any statements that need to be taken back. And I will do so on the show tomorrow. Uh, then I say, this, however, is your site, correct? And he writes back and he says, the, ch- the, uh, the website is my site. And I'm close personal friends with both Hanok and Ken, who are the co-founders of United to, uh, UnitedToRestore.com. I do support and encourage them and the work they are doing just because Hanok doesn't say the magic formula most of Christendom wants to hear does not make him the lost soul everybody wants him to be. Thank you for your corrections and considerations. Okay, at this point, I'd like to stop in this conversation, which does go on, by the way. We will read the final conclusion of this conversation here in just a few seconds. First, I want to play you the clips that were uh, that are in the interview that is on the website ran and owned by Pete Rambo. And uh, also, I want to say there's no disclaimer on the page with this video. There's no, hey, there w- I might disagree with this a little bit. Nothing like that. It's just, here's the clip and a uh, description of what's going on in the clip. So, let's start with, I have three clips here, okay? And you can find, uh, you can find this, uh, this link in your show notes. Again, I reposted it in the show notes. It was in your show notes last week as well. Here are just a couple. Now, I have, I have about three minutes worth of clips in total. But here are three different clips. I'm going to start with the first. Well, in the last few decades, particularly in the last 20 years, an amazing thing has occurred. People from mainstream Christian backgrounds have come to a level of understanding and belief that they too are part of the people of Israel. They don't feel comfortable within mainstream Christianity. They want to study, observe, and live the Torah. They feel a kinship, a brother-sister relationship with the Jewish people. They have a love, an inexplicable love of the land of Israel, of the state of Israel. And what I believe is happening is the divine promises of the restoration of the kingdom of Israel, of all of Israel, is beginning to occur in our day. Right. I agree with you. Okay. So this is Ken Rank. Ken Rank has articles. Uh, Mr. Fabe, our friend, tells us Mr. Uh, Ken Rank has articles on Messianic Publications. That's Rob Roy's site. We love Rob. He is a friend and uh, a brother in the Lord. I'm not, once again... This is not a, a, ta- a personal attack on Ken Rank. It's not a personal attack on Hanok. It's not a personal attack on Pete Rambo. I'm talking theology here, and I, and I fail to see why, uh, why other people wouldn't see this too. It would, you know, I, I wonder if uh, it seems to me in this clip right here, in the first clip that I've shared, it seems to me what Ken Rank is doing is he's setting up his, a, a two-house theology. Right? He's saying that everybody wants the house of Israel as a whole. I'm assuming, and maybe I shouldn't assume, but I'm assuming that he's talking about Ephraim as one tribe and Israel, Israel or Judah, I'm sorry, as the other. Right? Okay. I think, yeah, yeah, that seems to be the deal. Okay, let's go to the next clip because this is where it's going to get a little interesting. Here we go. Ken, when we came up with the idea to create United to Restore, 
a concept, not an organization, but a concept of working together, mm-hmm. of not giving up our personal beliefs, right. but rather focusing on what unites us and what we have in common, rather than focusing on what could potentially divide us. How do you think it's working out so far? We obviously have some different uh, different understanding when it comes to aspects of scripture, okay? But in the end, the bottom line is is simply that, you know, we both believe in the same Messiah. I mean, we're both waiting for the same Messiah to come and do what's prophesied to be done. We both testify of the same God. We're waiting for the same kingdom. And so clearly, those are monumental things to have in common. Okay, so now this is where I start to have a huge problem, and this is the issue that we brought up last week. Thinking that this was Ken Rambo, I'm sorry, Pete Rambo. It's not Pete Rambo, it's uh, Ken Rank. Uh, so Ken Rank and Hanok, now Ken, uh, Ken, Ken says to Hanok, we believe in the same Messiah. We might have some disagreements here and there on interpretation, but we believe in the same Messiah. Okay, and this is the this is the theological issue that I that I'm that I'm bringing forth here. Now it's going to come into complete clear focus in this next clip, which, by the way, is there's nothing in between the I just spliced the two the clip in half for two clips so that I could comment in the middle. The, there's nothing said in between these two clips, like to clarify. Here we go with the third clip. But the bottom line is, is we're still waiting for the same things to happen. And so whether he came before or not, I mean, really should not be the thing that divides us. That's not really the issue. It's not it's the not. issue. So no. what, what should keep our people from being apart? Why are they apart right now? Because I think people are so busy expecting mm. the other You're right. to be exactly who they are, mm. to look exactly like them. We seem to have forgotten the lesson of the story of Joseph. That his brothers didn't recognize him because he looked Egyptian. He sounded Egyptian. Culturally, in all of his mannerisms, he was Egyptian. Okay, so I think what Hanok is saying here is, look, it's a cultural issue. We're brothers, right? And Hanok, an Orthodox Jew, is now taking a two-house view of this. Look... You're is you're if Ephraim, we're Judah. Okay, that's what divides us. No, I'm sorry. Let's keep the, let's just keep the Torah together. Yeah, let's yeah exactly. We'll just keep the feasts. You know, <laughs> the, Jesus has nothing to do with it. I know you. I know you believe in Jesus or Yeshua, but you know what? Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I need to repent of my sin. Don't tell me that uh, without him, I'm actually. I have no way to approach the Father. Don't tell me anything like that. Because, you know, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And besides, there's Ephraimites that aren't even associated with Christianity. They're out there. They just want to be part of Israel. And Yeshua really... I think later they say, well, if Yeshua comes and it's Yeshua, then he'll correct us. He'll correct Judah at that time, I guess. That's, that's the angle. But until then, don't tell me anything about so it. So my critique of this still stands, okay? Uh, my critique of this still stands. It might not be Pete Rambo in the clip. However, first of all, Pete Rambo has this on his site. Second of all, 
Uh, you have guys, Ken, you know, Ken Rank here is saying that we believe in the same Messiah. No, we do not. Are you telling me that uh, that Hanok is going to say that that Yeshua is Yod Hey Vav Hey? I'm going to guess that as an Orthodox Jew, he's going to say no. That's not true. If you if I say that Yeshua is Yod Hey Vav Hey and somebody else says he is not Yod Hey Vav Hey, guess what? We believe in separate gods. Because I believe that Yeshua is Yod Hey Vav. Yeshua says no one comes to the, the Father, Father but, but by me. me. Exactly. Well, wait a minute. Uh, we have this other guy saying no. I I have a I'm part of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Thank you very much. Yeshua doesn't do anything for me. I've read the. I'm sure he's. I'm sure Hanukkah has read the Gospels. I mean, I I would. I don't know that for a fact. But the fact that they're sitting together and the fact that he says we we disagree means that he's probably pretty intelligent on what the content of the. The gospels are, um, so he's. Uh, my assumption is that uh, Hanok Young has read them and said, "No, thank you. I'll well, just keep my I'll just keep my Torah observance, and then uh, if you want to join me and, and learn about Torah observance, we can work together. But you're gonna have to put Yeshua on the shelf, you know." Well, and the other the other point is is people are gonna say, "Well, look, he he believes in the in Ab- the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob." So you believe in the same God? So do Muslims. <laughs> oh, touche! No, oh, they? yes, thank you. Uh, do I have a sound? Cla- that was a good one. Oh, well, I mean, man. so so we we all believe in the same. We all believe in the same God. Can't we just have peace? Uh, oh man, I need a sound clip right now. I'm a Catholic, which is the best of all the religions, really, because we have the most rules and the best clothes. Okay, so now let's go back to Pete. Rambo here. Now, once again, I'm not saying that Pete Rambo at this point in the conversation, uh, I'm not saying that, that Pete Rambo necessarily agrees with this, right? He has it on his site. He hasn't given any kind of disclaimer. You know, we've had, uh, Rob did a, a, uh, interview with an Orthodox Jew on Torah resource radio before, before all of our, uh, I'm, I'm 99.9% sure because I'm the one who has recorded the disclaimer. I'm 99.9% sure that before every single interview, uh, maybe except the Keener interview, uh, we have said we don't necessarily agree with all of the theology uh, and opinions expressed in this interview. Right. Okay. Um, so I would, I, I'm, you know, but let's let's pretend that we've screwed up and we haven't put that in front of one of them okay maybe maybe that's what's going on here with Pete's uh you know with Pete Rambo's uh, site maybe he forgot to put some kind of a disclaimer uh, about uh, you know about such a uh, glaring theological error uh, one that essentially says it doesn't that, that Yeshua doesn't matter here's the here's what I'm hearing Caleb. here's what I'm hearing from from this so far is the message is on one hand, Look, Orthodox Jews, Christians who love Torah, they believe in the same Messiah. They believe in the same God. They should work together. The people who are against that, oh, those are the people who are expecting uh, Judah to cite some magical formula. Um, that, and it's one or the other. There's no, middle, there's no other position to take. You're either... You're either uh, unified in claiming that Jews and Christians are anticipating the return of the same Messiah uh, and that they should work together, or B, that you're standing in, in Christianity wanting uh, Jews to convert away from the Torah 
and say the magic formula, I believe in Jesus or something. It seems like they've painted it out that way. Is, is that and accurate? And on the twist of a word, everything changes. I think that is accurate. I think that's exactly what uh, is going on here. But now, let's go. I want to go back to what Pete Rambo has said, okay? Uh, he says, okay. Um, actually, hang on. Let me go up here. I, I missed. Okay. So he says, uh, Yes, my, this is my website. I am close personal friends with Hanok and Ken, who are both co-founders of United to Restore. So, okay. I do support and encourage them in the work they are doing. Okay. Um, I have non-believing friends. I have atheist friends. My best friend is a pantheist. Um, one of my best friends, I should say. Um, and then I have a lot of good Bible-believing Christian friends, so on and so forth. I support a lot of my friends and what they do. I support a lot of my Christian friends and what they do. That doesn't mean that I'm going to give up theology <laughs> or put in with bad theology just because they're friends. Anyway. Maybe that, maybe that could be uh, Rambo's position. Maybe he wants to build... Bridges. Bridges um, and say, you know what, I'm gonna, we're going to be friends and we're going to work together... Um, that's, that would be fine, but that's not the message only. The message becomes, we believe in the same Messiah. Okay, that's where, but, but let's, get, let's, let's listen to what Rambo actually says here. Just, so he goes on, just because Hanok doesn't say the magic formula most of Christendom wants to hear does not make him the lost soul everybody wants him to be. Now, this is what really confused me. I don't want him to be a lost soul. I'm not... That's no, not. but this is what confused me because this is what I hear him saying here is, look, you 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 say that Hanok is is isn't saved, but that's just your understanding. That's kind of how I took that. So I write back. I say, I'm not sure what the last part of the comment means. Are you in agreement with Ken and Hanok that you believe in the same Messiah? And he writes back. Did Enoch, Abraham, Isaac? Jacob, Moses, etc., believe in Yeshua? My answer to that right there, let's stop the quote for a second. My answer to that right there is, yes, they did. Absolutely, they did. Abraham longed to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. <laughs> yeah. John yeah. 8. Or uh, Moses wrote of me. If you believed in Moses, you'd believe in me. John 5. Okay. Yeah. So the answer to that is, yes, absolutely, they did. Yeshua, and Yeshua on the Mount of Transfiguration, who is he talking to? Elijah and Moses. Okay. I, I, yeah, so, so he starts this with just, I mean, I, I can already tell this is going downhill from here. Uh, he goes on, do you believe Yeshua and yod heh vav are achad? Yes, I do. Who did Moses see on, on Mount Sinai? Well, I've written a paper on this. I believe, I believe it was Yeshua. Okay, so he gives a, uh, you know, and he believes that too. He gives a link to it said a said Isaiah saw his glory. There's another one. Isaiah exactly. saw Yeshua's glory and wrote at Isaiah 53 and all, and all this. Yeah. So he gives a, uh, you know, now uh, Rambo gives a link here to, uh, to a paper that he wrote on it. Uh, was Jesus on Mount Sinai? Does it matter? Okay. How about Isaiah 43, 11, he says. Okay, so then he goes on. Is, Hanu, is Hanoch looking for Messiah ben David? Aren't we? Okay, I'll use, is this to use a rabbinic model now? Rabbinic category? Messiah ben David? 
I, you know, I think he's saying that we believe in the same Messiah. Can't, he goes on, can a Jew who has been taught Deuteronomy 13 accept the Messiah presented to him, to them that is lawless? And then he puts in brackets, Jesus. Should they? Scripture says no. Yeah, but here's the thing. Pete Rambo or Ken Rank is not presenting a lawless Jesus to this Orthodox Jew. That's a, that's a false, that's a straw man. The Gospels are not presenting yeah, that's a straw. That's a Pete Rambo saying that he's representing a lawless Jesus to to uh, an Orthodox Jew as the true Messiah? No, <laughs> that's that's silly. He's saying he, yeah, that's a that's a. Silly, I love uh, I love how he says this at the end. Scripture says no. Scripture also does not present a lawless Messiah. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, if if Hanok is is you know has has actually been presented the gospel, which I would assume, being in league, well, with, I would assume he'd read the he'd read the gospels. Then we would and have this, to say it, that he's been presented with the correct you know, Messiah. And here's the thing: it's not us making the judgment. This is not our judgment. Yeah, every exactly. soul every soul is accountable before God. This Be, is not this is not like oh well. Like on the day of judgment, before the judgment seat of Messiah, Hanok raised his hand and says, well, actually, you know, I read the gospel, but I was talking to these Pete Rambo and, and Ken and these other guys, and, and they said there's no magic formula um, or anything that I have to say, you know, and they were happy. And so I, I just never got the gospel. So I, I'm not accountable. Here's the okay. Here, here's the I, other is thing. that what they imagine? Here's I, the other thing. Here's the other thing. Okay, and he said. Now let's tie to. Uh, I had like an end note here for for our main topic, which we probably won't even get to today. But um, he says in the very beginning, did Enoch? This Abra- isn't our main topic. No, it's not. Uh, he said, did Enoch, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, etc., believe in Yeshua? Okay, and then in our main topic. Somebody asks me, are, are, now, actually, this person, Miguel, he's, he's basically disagrees with us on everything, um, and that's okay. Actually, cool. he, he stays in touch, though. He stays in touch, and honestly, he's become a very, uh, I, I actually enjoy uh, going back and forth with him now, and actually, he's kind of a, he's, he's, a, he's a good guy. I, I actually really enjoy uh, some of the back and forth that we have. He asks me, uh, in this is a totally different conversation, he asks me, may I ask, how do you interpret the parable? We're talking about the parable of the prodigal son. And what, according to you, is the gospel? By the way, before everybody sends me a note, yes, I know there's a typo in your show notes of prodigal. Prodigal versus prodigal. Uh, okay, anyway. So he says, what, according to you, is the gospel? And this is a great question that ties into what we're talking about here with Hanok Young and Ken Rank and Pete Rambo. What's the gospel? I'll tell you, Caleb. I got I got a God, verse right God, here. Go. God lo- God loves all of you. Can't you just get along? <laughs> Woo. Don't uh, it, uh, <laughs> No. Uh, can't you just can't you just work together? That's what I'm looking for. Look, here. I, I this is the verse that I pulled up. This is the verse I pulled up. Is that in your seed all the nations of the earth will be blessed. That's the gospel. That is the gospel message. It's not found, you know, the gospel is not just found in the apostolic scriptures. It's not, it's found first in Genesis. And even before this passage, it's found in the, the that uh, the seed of the woman would bruise the head of the serpent. And what does Paul tell us about it, in, about this verse, the verse, uh, in your seed, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. 
Galatians 3.16. Now, the, now the, promise, the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. He does not say, and to seeds, mm. as referring to many, but rather to one, and to your seed, that is, Messiah. The gospel was given directly to the people of the, of the Torah from the beginning. Yep. You don't have to go to the apostolic scriptures to be able to find the gospel. Ephesians 2, 1 through 10, great. I love that passage. I, give, I, I have given that passage to people at, you know, who have been seeking for the gospel. I think that is a great passage to highlight what the gospel is. However... If you really want to know where the beginning of the gospel is written, it's in Genesis. It's from the very beginning. It's given to Adam and Eve. It's passed down. It's given to Abraham. To say that Moses and Abraham and all these guys didn't believe in Yeshua is nonsense. Right. And the miracle of new birth, of new creation, of resurrection is all all there in the Abraham story. You know, uh, yeah, it's so so uh, he now I want to go on with this because this is this really got to me. Can a Jew has been taught? OK, so we already read that. Can an Orthodox Jew walk in obedience to the best of his her abilities while believing by faith that the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob is a, a just and righteous judge and Melech Israel who can save? No. The answer to that is no. Unless your righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees and scribes, and you will not see the kingdom of heaven. And, and the, I, to say that Hanok Young is more meticulous in Torah observance than the first century Pharisaic uh, party, that's just, that's like... The point it, is, yeah, I agree with you, but the point <laughs> is this, the point is this. Paul says that all of, all of, your, all of your works are, are rags. Before yeah, the, Isaiah, okay. Isaiah, yeah, Isaiah says that. But Paul says that, all, that everything that he did before he came to the Messiah, he was a blasphemer. A blasphemer. No. So I don't understand. Paul is this meticulous Torah keeper. He's a Pharisee among Pharisees. Hebrew among Hebrews. Hebrew among Hebrews, circumcised on the eighth day, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. He's this. Letters from the high priesthood. (laughs) Right? The list goes on and on and on. With the highest levels of. You know, but yeah. he said, but he says that before he came to the Messiah, he was a blasphemer. He didn't see it though; he was blind to his sin, and that's the thing. That's the thing. You could be in the flesh; you could think you have you keep all the Torah and you could do all this, but unless you've your sin has been exposed, and the only way your sin's going to be exposed is to see the holiness of God in Yeshua's face and and the love of Yeshua offering up his his own soul. Here's the, out here, of that love. There's no way to, you, unless you have that measuring stick, you're just going to go, oh, I'm just comparing myself to other Jews. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm more observant than my Aunt uh, Myrtle and my Uncle Shlomo, you know, Shlomo or whatever. And uh, so I'm doing pretty good. You know, I'm, I, I, I haven't eaten ham for a couple of years now. And I, you know, we light, light Shabbat candles and yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I'm learning Hebrew and. You know, I go to Israel as often as I can. You know, that's here's not... here's the deal without without the saving blood of the Messiah Yeshua, the Torah condemns. That's all there is to it. It doesn't matter how well you try to keep it. It doesn't matter how much of it you try to keep. It doesn't matter how good you are at 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 uh, you know at Torah school. It doesn't matter how well you know the languages. It doesn't matter how well you keep Shabbat. The Torah condemns 
if you don't have the blood of the Messiah Yeshua? You have the wrath of, if you don't believe in Yeshua, it says you have the wrath of God on, on you, is, on, is upon you. And it's like, that's something we need to really take seriously. Now, you can tell that Pete Rambo here, you know, he, he really has it out for the Christian church. He really doesn't like the Christian church. That's too church. bad. That's too and, bad. But he, he goes on. Or maybe we need to talk about 1,800 years of lawless Christianity. Are they saved? They, slash we, have been willfully disobedient. Maybe, just maybe, both Jews and non-Jews have been blinded to parts of the truth in order that the purposes and timing of God might be fulfilled. I agree with that. Sure. That's a good... That, that, I don't sure. have a problem with that statement. I choose to walk at peace and seek to be a light rather than trying to force eyes open with a laser. In the meantime, I will love Judah and seek to get the, that beam out of my own eye and those in my house. Um, okay. I understand, and I so is that I, when he says Judah and my house, he's using yes. he's using the map of two house. Correct. He's from Israel. Okay, gotcha. Um, so I I understand that we misrepresented the video. I apologize for that. That was not Pete Rambo in that the video. That was Ken Rank. That was Rank. Ken Rank. However, it seems to me that Pete Rambo has now dug himself the exact same theological grave. They're, yeah, they're in the same. They're in the exact same camp. boat. Yeah. And my, they're, my, well, they're in the same tribe. My criticism and my critique of the theological error stands. I don't. I can't take that back. This. It, this is not. This is not good theology. And actually, uh, Rob asked me this week: Do we have a sound clip for like a theological fail? And I thought about it. No, we don't have a sound clip. Well, we didn't have a sound clip for a theological uh, fail. Operative word. Did not at How, that time. However, I took it upon myself to create uh, a... With the help of others. With the help of others, a theological fail sound clip, which I'm sure will probably get a lot of use on this show. And so to Pete Rambo, even though that was not you in the clip, I still have to say theological fail. And that is what we call a theological fail. <laughs> here's here's an interesting uh, anecdote. Back in I think it was the fifties or sixties, the the major head of modern Orthodox Judaism in America, hmm. Rav uh, Soloveitchik, mm-hmm. Joseph Dov Yosef Dov Soloveitchik. Okay, he's like the head of of the main modern Orthodox yeshiva in, in the United States. He uh, had a halakhic issue come before him about the, his disciples, basically, and, and Orthodox Jews in their interactions with Christians or Catholics, people of other faith. And his ruling, he gave a halakhic ruling or advice saying, look, you can... You can work with people of other faith under the terms that you don't talk about faith. You talk, it's a social action. For example, a rally to feed the poor in your city. Do it. Join with them. Gather food for the poor and, and get it. And you know, or if there's, you want to build a hospital. I'm just these are just ideas. You know, you want to contribute to a social cause in your geographical area or in a, you know by all means do it even in but study hey, but wait. he says no but his Solovajic said but 
you have to draw the line when it comes to talking about theology and faith because you're not going to find there's not going to be unity there and so there was an agreement there what he sent out was this idea of okay we'll interact we can be a good orthodox jew i can interact in certain social causes with larger non-jewish communities in my area uh, but we're not going to they're not under the guise of faith they're not being branded as this is a biblical uh, uniting it's not a, a larger umbrella defined by defined by biblical theology that i'm participating in rather no it's just a social cause that is good but it's not we're not going to get the theological okay but, but but hang on just a sec okay now I, I i would even disagree with that and the reason why is because look i have nothing wrong with sitting down with with orthodox jewish uh friends and and uh and studying the word you know i i have had some amazing biblical discussions with my with one of my best friends who i mentioned him earlier who's a pantheist um you know we we've that was one of our favorite things to do was to pull out the Bible and, and, and talk theology. Now, he obviously disagreed with me strongly. However, we had some great biblical discussions. I have no problem. You know, I, when I was in Israel, I spent a month, month at Asha Torah uh, studying uh, Torah and Talmud. And I did that with, with non-believing Jewish uh, friends. Maybe that's all. Maybe that's all that Rambo and Rank want to do. No, the issue that we have here is that they say that Ken specifically said we believe in the same Messiah. Okay, so what you're saying is you're in Jerusalem. Let's say you're at Aisha Torah. You're there studying. You don't imagine someone ever standing up there and saying, "You know what? For those of you who are." come from Christian background or believe in Yeshua, we all actually believe in the Messiah. That message would never go out, go forth in that institution. No, of course not. Why not? Well, first of all, they, they believe that, believe, you know, that form of, of Judaism, that sect of Judaism would say that uh, believing in Yeshua as the Messiah, uh, actually, I, I think even further, Yeshua as divine... Is idolatry. Is idolatry. Okay, so does that mean that Hanok Young is associating with idolaters according to his worldview? I don't know what his worldview is because I I have never met. Well, they they've an labeled him as orthodox, and that seems to be a convenient catch-all. Yeah, box. It's like, oh, oh, he's orthodox. Oh, so but what does that mean? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's a real fluid term. Who's his rabbi? That's what I'd want to know. I'd want to find out who's his rabbi. Where did he study? Where did his who was his rabbi's rabbi? I don't I mean, doubt the guy has training, but I but I. I have never met an Orthodox Jew who has said, "Oh, the church—they're Ephraim, they're—they're they're Israel. We're Judah. That's Israel." There's something. There's something off there. But the I, ha what I have seen people claim to be Orthodox Jews or from Israel who make a lot of money off Christians who believe that. Oh, of course. In other words, there's a marketplace, and we've had people in Spokane. We've had people come through selling stuff and. Where, where they wouldn't be able to sell the same stuff to Jewish Okay, but hang on just a sec. I'm not accusing... Oh, I, I want to make this very clear. I'm not accusing Hanok Young of, of trying to make a buck here. He seems genuine. I'm not... Yeah, I don't know. I'm, maybe he's all... I'm not trying to put the guy anything. down that way. What I'm saying is, is that standard Orthodox Judaism, and that, that's a, a misnomer. There's no such thing as standard Orthodox Judaism. There's Orthodox Judaisms of all different flavors. Um, so even there, uh, you know, they uh, got to give the guy some, some leeway. The point is, is that 
you know, for someone who believes in the Messiah Yeshua, who says no one comes to the Father but through me, for someone who believes in the Messiah to be able to say, oh, you know, oh, we believe in the same Messiah. Oh, don't judge him. You know, we all, did Moses really believe in Yeshua? Uh, who knows? Uh, no, you know, he, we all believe in, in the, the, the son of David or the Messiah of David coming. Oh, who cares? Let's not split hairs over whether he's been here, died on the cross, covered the sins of, of his elect, uh, you know, written people in the book of life from, from all eternity because of that sacrifice. Now, that, now we're just splitting hairs. We all believe in the same Messiah. Come on. I, you know, I, I, to me, that sounds very, you know, very much smells and sounds very much like a heretical doctrine that basically it's saying Yeshua doesn't matter. Now, I know the emails I'm going to get. Oh, Caleb called me a, a heretic. I have not called anyone a heretic. I'm saying it sounds like a heretical we're doctrine. Doctrines. Yeah, we're talking about doctrines here. Okay. It, to, to say that, that that stuff doesn't matter, uh, that we all believe in the same Messiah, no, I'm sorry. I, I reject that. And, you know, he brought up my age. Oh, Hanok has been teaching since before you were out of diapers. That's probably true. That's great. You know what? Uh, Paul wrote to, to Timothy in first Timothy, Timothy was about my age. Paul tells him specifically not to worry about his age. So I'm not worried about my age. If you can respond to the theological, uh, objections that I'm bringing up, then we can talk. And, and well, here's another thing too. If we're going to talk about Hanok as an authoritative teacher, he would, he would be happy to publish who his rabbis are. In other words, uh, he, and maybe he will. Maybe he will. In, in maybe genuine no orthodox uh, fashion, you would you would share, you know, who your rabbi was, who, who which rabbi you served uh, for years and years, um, and and maybe he'll he'll post that. But I guess yeah, I, I, what I hear you saying, Rob, is is that um, you're wondering if there's an, an entire sect that would say that that uh, Yeshua. Let's not split. Uh, uh, well, I'm just I'm just wondering sure. why do we're just accepting this fa- this claim that he's Orthodox Jew? I don't take that with a. I, I'm not denying it or agreeing with it. I'm just saying, well, that doesn't mean anything to me. Uh, I don't know if he just was a, lived up his whole life as a secular Jew and decided to take a couple college classes on Judaism, and now he's going to a local synagogue, and now all of a sudden he knows. Uh, I'll it take, has a solution to to God's kingdom. I understand your your reservation. I'll take it. I'll take them. I'll take uh, Hanok. I'll take Ken Rank. I'll take Pete Rambo at their word of what they're saying. I'm going to assume because you've presented it that way that this man is an Orthodox Jew. I'm wondering what sect of, of Orthodox Judaism he's from that accepts. Uh, a two house theory. What, what does his does his rabbi know that he's out teaching this? Yeah, exactly. And if not, if he does, is his rabbi going to be equally vocal, or is his rabbi not know that he's doing this? Then that would be problematic. So, uh, but yeah, I would need more information. But I think that's good on you to just take them at the, take them at their word. Um, Did you see this one? Okay, so let's let's change gears here. Okay, I hope that was uh, informative for everyone. That was supposed to be like a ten minute segment. It turned into an hour. That's fine. I, I that's you know maybe it needed to be needed to be talked to uh, in 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 depth. Um, however, I found another one, and you know I told I told our my my friends online Miguel. Uh, you know he he's taking the parable of uh, of the prodigal son uh, as the house of Ephraim and the house of Judah. So he wanted my uh, opinion on that. So that's why your show notes actually have that as the title of the show. We'll have to change that when we put it up 
uh, in the database. Maybe but, we could do that next week. And we might be able to do that next week, no yeah. doubt. Because that's, that's important. Luke 15 is really important. And oh, I, and it's, I've, and it's I've, rich. I've it's rich. I've heard that before. So, yeah, that'd be good talking about next week. Yeah. Luke 15. Um, but uh, Everybody read Luke 15 this week. Well, And it's in your show notes. I put the entire thing in your show notes. Um, okay, so here we go. Uh, I got this. Now, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, let's just, let's read it out right. Okay. This, this week from First Fruits of Zion, FFOZ, it's a blog post. It's going to be a four-part blog. This by Jacob Franzak. Now, full disclosure, uh, Jacob Franzak and I uh, have never spoken one-on-one. However, Franzak, he uh, wrote a, in um, Messiah Journal, I believe it was 111. I could be off on the number. He wrote on Sola Scriptura. I wrote a response to that uh, that was quite lengthy on why Jacob Franczak uh, doesn't understand the theology of Sola Scriptura. Um, and I stand by that article. So I have not, my my dealings with Franczak, he, he did not respond to that. I think that uh, FFOZ pretty much has a policy not to respond to criticism uh, as such. Um, but he did not respond to that. That's fine. Um, I think my article stands for itself and you can find that, um, actually, I don't even know if that's up on TorahResource.com or the Torah Resource blog. Um, so, uh, but I should put it up there. You can find it on my, uh, academia.edu page. And, uh, Miss Clark says that my comments haven't been going up. Never mind. <laughs> All of a sudden, she. So that, that one worked. Yeah, there um, you go. But uh, okay, if you if you're having trouble, uh, Miss Clark, go ahead and uh, you can either email us or put something else in the chat. And we'll try to figure out what, any problems you might be having. Okay, uh, so back to this article. This article by FVOZ this week uh, was put up. It's titled now. FOZ is good at this, especially Franczak. He's He really, really enjoys giving shock value to reel you in. Like, I cannot believe any ministry would say this. Uh, so now i got to read the article to see what he's talking about. So Franczak is just really good at that. Uh, and so his title is, Four Reasons Not to Read Your Bible, Part 1. Reading the Bible without understanding can be worse than not reading the Bible at all. And I'm, yeah, okay. Um, this is an interesting article to say the least. Um, and let's just read the beginning of it. No other collection of words. Okay. He says the Bible is the most important collection of documents ever. Even, uh, even those, I agree with him. Even those who don't believe the Bible's content were revealed by God. Even those who pay no heed to its instructions and warnings are as likely as not to live in a culture that has been shaped by the Bible. The Christianization of Europe in the late ancient and medieval period laid the groundwork for modern Western culture. Even atheists can thank Christianity for eradicating the cults of thousands of various gods to which no one today pays homage for creating the theological climate in which there was only one God left to reject. I agree with him on that. Uh, the, the atheists, the pantheists, the whatever, the agnostics, uh, they all owe uh, the Bible uh, and, and even Christianity a great, uh, a great thank you for the culture that they now live in. So Franczak is right on this. Uh, let's keep going. The Bible's collected books have been translated in whole or in part into over 3,000 languages. It is the bedrock not only of Western civilization, but also of the daily lives of billions of people who profess faith 
in the God of Abraham, Christians, and in the case of the, the Old Testament, the Tanakh, traditional Jews. It directs our lives. It moves us, molds us, and shapes us. As, as of right now, I can say a resounding amen to Frank Zach and what he has written. Now, let's go on. For Christians, there is nothing more important than developing an accurate understanding of the Bible. It is for precisely this reason that I think Christians should not be reading it. Okay. What is he saying? Well, we could read this whole thing. It's not that long, to be honest with you. Um, well, let, um, what he's, let's not, because okay. we're, run, we're running out of time. What, what he's talking about here is he's talking about you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't read your Bible. You should study your Bible. Now, Okay. We get these, we, we, I, I understand where he's going with this, okay? Uh, and basically, what I'll read this short uh, paragraph here. He says, what I discovered was that, that despite the multitudes of translations, cross-references, notes, concordances, Bible atlases, and other helps available to the average English-speaking Christian, there remain four distinct barriers that keep most of us from really understanding the meaning of the text on which we have, like a poker player with a winning hand gone all in betting our lives and our afterlives on its validity. These four barriers make it truly difficult for everyone from every background, some more than others, but all to some degree, to truly grasping the meaning and significance of the scriptural text. What are they? Time, language, geography, and culture. Okay. I I understand what he's trying to say. Okay, I get it. And he's right in some respects. Yeah, you know what? It's a good advertise. Come study at Torah Resource Institute. <laughs> uh, just, so, just so you know, uh, Ariel Berkowitz and his son Yael are, I think, are going to be producing an awesome, an awesome geography of Israel mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. We've got Greek, we've got Hebrew, we've got Aramaic, we've got awesome history classes. All right, you heard that. So what? So I'm just hearing an ad to yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he's right. Okay, without uh, understanding time, language, geography, and culture, something within the text is lost, and much misinterpretation has happened through uh, through these uh, misinterpretations by the Christian Church, by Islam, by Judaism, by does, does that does that group have? Do they have language? Do they have anybody who has studied language? Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Eby. He studied formally. Yes, I believe or is he, he is. self-taught. Oh, okay. and they also have Broombach. And actually, I'm not. I uh, I know that uh, Frongzak actually went to seminary. I believe he has his MDiv, so he probably studied the language. Right, as well. language. Um, so, uh, but no, not the point. Um, th- th- this sounds like a great point to be made. Don't read your Bible. Study your Bible. Okay, I'm all for studying your Bible. I'm all for getting the the right geography, the right language, the right time, all this kind of stuff. We push a high level of scholarship at Torah Resource uh, Institute and at Torah Resource in general. Uh, so I understand what he's saying. However, to tell people that they shouldn't be reading their Bibles, what that's just, is that's going just a shock. on? That's just shock value, isn't it, though? It doesn't matter if it's shock value. You shouldn't say... How can... I mean, to, to me, this discounts the working of the Holy Spirit. How many people within the Messianic movement today uh, were not studying under a uh, teacher, were not studying under a pastor, were not... You know, they were going to church on Sunday, They but they were disillusioned with the church. And why? I've, I have friends. I have friends at our congregation. I have a friend who was, a, who was not a believer, grew up an atheist, picked up the Bible, started reading the Bible, 
Didn't have didn't have any extra tools. Didn't have the concordance. Didn't have a language book. Didn't have nothing. All he had was the book. That's it. Started reading his Bible and said, "Oh, I should be." Not only did he come to faith, but he said, "Oh, I should be." The Bible says I should be eating a kosher diet. The Bible says I should be resting on Shabbat. So on and so forth. Ask a Christian guy. He said, "Hey, you know, apparently I'm supposed to be doing all this stuff. Where do I, how do I do this?" You know what the Christian guy said to him? I know this group out in Tacoma. <laughs> They're called Beit Hillel. You should go check them out. Check it out. Right on. Okay, so to say that the to say that the uh, it is total shock value. Yes, I agree. Um, <laughs> Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, people shouldn't read or listen to FFOZ. I agree. Um, but the point is, is that this, the, uh, I'm appalled. I am absolutely appalled at this. Uh, to say that, that people shouldn't be reading their Bible is to discount the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer and uh, those who the, the Holy Spirit is calling unto himself. Yeah, yeah because what, it'll instill a fear of what if I'm reading it? What if I'm reading it wrong? Not what if I'm not reading it the way that this group says I should be, and then maybe I shouldn't read it at all because I'd rather not read it, uh, and then to read it and misunderstand it. Right? It's it's. You, How many times yeah. has a drug addict on the street, living on the street, been handed a Bible, started reading the Bible, and got clean because of it, and came to faith in the Messiah? Oh yeah, it happens. There's documentaries all over the place. I was watching one just the other day. The guy had been sober 25 years working at a, at a drug rehabilitation center. Why? Because somebody handed him a Bible. They didn't hand him a seminary uh, education. They didn't hand him, hand him anything else. What they handed him was a Bible. And what did he do? He just started reading. That's it. it to me, this is absolutely appalling. That, that, uh, not only that Frongzak would write this, but that uh, FFOZ would publish it. I mean... Well, they're uh, they've got three more uh, installments, so who knows who where cares? they're going to go? Cares? He can't. I mean, how are you going to write that people shouldn't be reading their Bibles? I don't care what kind of shock value you're going for. This is ridiculous. Uh, you know, I'm trying real hard not to be overly offended by this, but uh, you know, and I have I have friends who who thought that this is a great article. You know, friends who who have said that this is, uh, you know, that, that this is true. That people need to, st- and I know, I know what people are thinking. Look at the Christian Church and all the error. You know, Pete Rambo, he he railed on 1,800 years of the of the lawless Christianity, which, by the way, I'd reject. Uh, you know, there there the Nazarenes kept the the festivals and the Sabbath all the way up until the fourth century. We've had Sabbath keepers all the way through history. Christians who have kept the Sabbath. The Protestant Reformation came out of the, uh, the true believers pushing against the Catholic Church, wanting to keep Scripture. Granted, there's now I understand his point. There's always theological error that are going to go on. Um, I got some. I got some verses I'd like to read. Go for it. First Corinthians one, for the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. As it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? Mm. For since, in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom. It pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. Jews demand signs, Greeks seek wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews, folly to the Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Gentiles, 
Messiah, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, the weakness of God stronger than men. For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. He chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, that no human being, no flesh would boast in the presence of God. I mean, it goes on and on. No, no, no. Wait, hang on. No. Now, that was wrong because you just read that. We didn't study that. We should, you should okay, have done that. So we, let's go back and study it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You shouldn't do that. That's just reading the Bible. You shouldn't do that. I mean, th- if you read the Bible and you just read it <laughs> and you believe it, that's the Holy Spirit works through that. It convicts the heart. It straightens our thinking. It, it corrects us. It sharpens our knowledge, our wisdom. I mean... I, and so, and the uh, people the response is going to be yeah but the, look at all the horrible theology that's come from people untrained people just reading their Bible okay but you know what if somebody if somebody's off on some of their theology but has the saving grace of the Lord Yeshua the Messiah through picking up their Bible and reading it yeah that's why we we uh, love our brothers and sisters at FFOZ we believe they're wrong theologically and in, in in some points in some critical issues. We don't. That doesn't mean we demonize them as being outside the flock or they're not part no, of, of course not. the body of Messiah. Not, of course not. <laughs> Somebody in the chat room says Paul is the best. <laughs> uh, I apologize. Okay. Um, well, let's do this. Uh, you know, I feel like uh, we should go out on some music. Uh, a lot of people today, are, you know, we were actually going to try to exegete a, a passage of Scripture. That didn't end up happening. Maybe we'll have to do it next week. Uh, so to Miguel, uh, we will try to get to the uh, passage in question next week. And uh, I'm sure that uh, Mr. Rambo and maybe uh, Ken Rank and uh, others might say, maybe even FOZ and uh, Frank Zach will probably say that we're just being mean, throwing stones and eggs. And so we have a song just for you guys. Uh, here we go. How rude! Yeah, 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 yeah. Why do you hate the Rob and Caleb show? Honestly, I think they're vain, stupid, and incredibly self-centered. Ah, oh, thank you. All right. Um, so we hope that you've enjoyed this one. Hang on. Let me get now. Now, now I got to get back to my music here. Okay, are we ready to go, Rob? Anything else you want to add before we take off? I say if we do, I just typed in this thing. If we do Luke 15 next week, we won't, we'll try not to read it. Yes, we'll, we'll try, try to, to study it. it. Exactly. Um, all right. Well, I hope that you've enjoyed this look at, well, I guess just look at uh, some of our detractors, which is fine. Hey, man, that's fine. Uh, you can think what you want, and we can have these kind of discussions. They're good discussions to have. And uh, I think that uh, as long as, you know, you can be upset at us all you want. However, uh, we will continue to stand for the word of God. We will continue to stand for the Messiah. We will not back down to, uh, to, to theology that we believe is errant. And uh, so basically, you know, send us emails if you disagree. We'll talk about it. See Hag at TorahResource.com. Rob Van Hoff at TorahResource.com. All we're trying to do is to glorify our great God and Savior. Yeshua, the Messiah.